Okay. Happy Friday. Well, actually, it's Tuesday, but you guys don't know that. <laughs> yeah. We're recording today. <laughs> we are we are recording on a Tuesday, and it's actually a really nice day out today. I know. It's like I, you know, I've only left my house once today, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. The only reason why I left my house is to come over here because we film over here. I mean, sorry, film record over here. So, but it's a beautiful day in Michigan. Oh. Beautiful day. <laughs> Welcome everyone to. When the light goes out. When the light goes out. <laughs> We're on episode three now. I'm Woo-hoo. so proud of us. Episode three. Woo. <laughs> um, and I have really just, you know, the more these weeks go by, I get more and more excited about this show because I I remember that I actually had to work throughout the week and stuff, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> so the only thing I'm ever thinking about is like the next the next episode and I'm so excited now we have a fun one for you guys today oh my gosh yeah this one is pretty crazy I'm not gonna lie uh I think oh shit I don't even we're doing two episodes uh we're recording two episodes today so um, that was the next thing I was, I was going to mention to you guys. We are bumping it up a little bit. So we're going to be doing um, a episode on Mondays now just for the, you know, month for a little little treat for you guys. We love October. It's spooky season, bitches. Yes. We were like congregating and we we're like, what is a what is a good way to give everyone love in the way that we know how to? <laughs> Had some more episodes. Two so. episodes in October. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, this episode will come out on Friday, and then on Monday we will have a nice little spooky episode for you guys, leading all the way up to Halloween. Halloween, Halloween is on a Monday this year, so we will be um, getting you know a cute little story prepared for you guys in the meantime. So look out for that. <laughs> I guess the the movie of the movie of the week, should I say? I don't know. Yeah, well, it seems like we've been talking about something. Yeah, week. like movie a good movie. Week. Let's talk about it. Hocus Pocus 2, people. <sighs> I have some opinions. Um, to be honest, Simon and I watched it last night, and we only got about halfway through mm-hmm. um, because I fell asleep, as to be expected. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the original is obviously better oh yeah so far i mean i didn't finish it so maybe i shouldn't have opinions but why was it a musical oh that's all true i did not like that part and i was confused because when the i don't know if everyone's seen it and if you haven't seen it skip forward but like yeah we're like spoiling it for sure (laughs) spoilers ahead listen at your own discretion but the 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 witches were like singing the minute they were on screen, and I yeah, was like, yeah. And then they like oh. sang in the middle again, and they started singing like, oh, they sing a lot. Get to, get to, get <laughs> yeah, to, like, the one way commercial. Oh, that's and so true. Oh, Simon God. was like, that was such a missed opportunity to sing the one song from the original. yeah, the original. I can't think of the name right now. But I put a spell yes, on you. Exactly. And now you're mine. I'm like, what a missed opportunity. Anyway, I didn't finish watching it, so don't spoil the rest for me, Kendall. But I won't, I promise. It really wasn't. I don't know. I, I, I get hopes. it too. I, I also think that I I want to say that the movie, again, the first one was two, but I feel like this one was more of a parody. My friend kind of said that too. It's kind of like a parody of the first movie. Yeah, so. I like had a total different expectation, and like I think they could have done different with the plot. Like Simon was even saying something about the kid in the original, like his son. And he's the dad. He's all grown up and everything. And now it's his son who, like, lights the candle. And it's 
you know, something different, but it did almost seem like a parody. Like, it seemed, like, super... I don't know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think, for me, what made it all the better is because I went over to my friend's house, and like I said last episode, she had set up for that thing oh my god we had a movie premiere so what she did was she made all these different foods like uh datman's toe it's kind of like the it's like pigs in a blanket you know how you put the sausage and croissant and uh that was cute and then oh my god so many different things like the the spell book was like a brownie and so they're so cute i'm like wow i wish i could cook hey she could i can uh i can cook and so on that's a conversation for a different day though it really is it really is (laughs) and oh one other movie i wanted to just quickly mention that i strongly suggest you guys should go see is called smile Oh, I've heard about that. Everybody's been saying it's, like, super creepy. It's so creepy. It's been on my mind for the last couple of days. (laughs) Ever since I've seen it, it's been on my mind. It's creeped me out. I honestly, everyone was kind of like how I thought it would be a lot like that one movie that came out. Um, What is it called? Uh, Truth or Dare? I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, it's kind of like that where they have this creepy smile or whatever. But um, there's a big difference between them. And I really think this one was really good. Uh, it definitely, like I said, stuck with me. So I think it's worth seeing. So I'm like, go I check it out. I think it's going to be added onto the list of things I need to see when I have time for. <laughs> In 2027. Yeah, maybe like four <laughs> more years, but we'll see. It's all right. <laughs> all right everyone so i don't want to waste too much more time um i think that's about all the little chit chat that we wanted to talk about beforehand so let's get on with the show let's get on with the show and like we are jazzy. going to i know <laughs> <laughs> let's get on let's move on <laughs> i can't sing but he can oh no 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 we ain't doing that we ain't doing that today um <laughs> and yeah so let's just bring it all the way down super dark to our story today I actually had not heard of this story, personally. Um, This is actually a listener. uh, One of our listeners had actually suggested this this certain topic. And I'm sure that she's going to appreciate this. So (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Shout out to you. Um, And this topic is the Metal Thing Cannibal, a.k.a. Nikolai... Oh, shit, I said that wrong already. <laughs> Nikoli Jumagaliev. He is a pretty gruesome murderer. Uh, he is a necrophiliac, a cannibal, and a serial rapist. Mm. So... Just a discretion, guys, if you're not okay with the, the rape talk, um, there's not a ton in it, but I can say that it, it is in there. So, just forewarning. Well... Without further ado, didn't really know how to jump into this one, so I'm just going to go right into yeah. it. Nikoli Jumigaliov was born on November 15th, oh, 1952. Girl, not on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He not was, November 15th. I'm so sorry. He's a Scorpio. Um <laughs> <laughs> the Scorpio hatred just got so much worse. It y'all. just it just got way worse. He was born in Yuznagash, a part of the Soviet Union, which is now Kazakhstan. He had a Belarusian mother and a Kazakhi father, and was also the third of four siblings. He was actually the only boy in the family. He was, you know, full of, you know, only, sorry, a family full of girls. So um, he was only boy. And from 
most given sources, it was found that he had a pretty standard life growing up. Um, he didn't really have, you know, any really bad ties to his family or anything. He was very well educated in his youth and had a pretty fair relationship with his family. But sometime within his childhood, he had gotten into a pretty ugly fight with a kid and ended up losing his teeth, his two front teeth at least, and it resulted in him having to get white metal dentures. <laughs> metal? Metal. What year is this? This is 1952 is when he was born, but this is, I want to say, several years into the... So this is maybe eight, eight years later. They were doing metal teeth. Metal in teeth. The 50s. I don't think that's something that's usual. Let me no. Let me just like <laughs> backtrack for a minute. This man got some chompers. He was he was given the option to be fitted with dentures, but instead declined the traditional plastic. Re, uh, was it resin? Resin. Re, uh, resin. Resin, and he just decided he wanted white metal fangs. They literally are like. What a guy. Uh, no, not for me. Um, a vampire with metal teeth. Yeah, hence the name, the, you know. Metal vampire? Metal vampire. Metal fan cannibal. Yeah. Oh, and I also found a source on one of these sites I was looking through, and it actually described him as the a villain right out of a James Bond film. And I'm like, kind of, yeah, I could definitely see that. Except, I'm sorry, no villain would ever do shit that this monster would do. So it's a big difference, but... After his ninth grade year in school, um, Jimmy Galliath had went on to study at a railway school. And in 1970, at the age of 18, he was assigned a mandatory military service in the Medical Defense Corps in the USSR. Well, in the Medical Defense Corps, he had developed a skill for hunting as he was most of the time in the mountains um, of the S. Uh, USSR, which really just shows its ugly head later on, so beware. <laughs> and soon after, in 1973, he tried applying for school to further his education to find a nice, well-paying job, but unfortunately, he was kind of failing at everywhere he was looking at and was just not getting accepted. So he instead just began working various blue-collar jobs throughout the Urals, uh, Siberia, and um, Monarch. I want to say it's a Monarch. Mormons. Mormons. There's so many different twists yeah, and ties in this like, one. Really interesting night. Woo! It's usually even the places too. I'm yeah. sorry about that. Um, and such such jobs that he would work were being a sailor, an electrician, a bulldozer operator, and a firefighter, which are all very ironic and different. <laughs> very random too. I know, and I'm like, okay, well, he did what he had to, I guess. But the one thing about uh, Juma Galiyev is that, according to CrimeLife.com, he did have his metal fangs for teeth, but he was also very well-dressed, and he just appealed to a lot of young women. So he uh, worked these various jobs, but also was also doing a lot of hooking up with these women. Honestly, not surprised, because I feel like bitches in 2022 would love that shit. Woof. I, I, honestly, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I wonder if people would really like metal fangs. Like, would that be attractive? I think they would. If it was, like, kind of the like right person. guy. I feel like you really like g Easy, so that was, like, g Easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not pull him up, because Simon's going to give me shit about that. 
<laughs> okay, fair. Okay, we'll move on. Um, choo choo choo. La la la. Where were we? Oh, and in 1977, things unfortunately really started to take a shift for the worst when he had returned home to his hometown in Kazakhstan. He would then find out soon that he had contracted syphilis and trichomoniasis, which both are sexually sexually transmitted diseases and infections. And for the next couple of years, two years to be exact, he had went through a lot um, and suffering through it. I can only imagine um, for the unfortunate pain. Yeah, those do not sound fun. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but it is more unfortunate, too, because he began to blame a lot of women, just all women in general, for the reasons of him contracting these diseases and eventually it sparked a very i put very like seven times very 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 dark and twisted hatred for women fun it's always women's fault yeah right no not at all (laughs) guys no um and he definitely knew at this point he wanted to cause chaos on women and that is when he began strategically planning his first kill dang Oh my god. This man really contracted two sexually transmitted diseases and then was just like, I hate all women. Yeah, like that that's not that's not anyone else's fault, dude. I'm sorry. Like be careful guys. That's all I have to say. <laughs> be careful if you're gonna I can't believe that that was what sparked it all. Uh, all right. Into the nitty gritty. I'm like scared that it's so much okay. So, in January of 1979, Nikoli Jumigaliev commits his first horrific murder and convoluted murder. Warning, this is when there is mention of rape, gore, violence, and a lot more going forward. So, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Galiev had hunted down a local uh, Yuznagash woman. Again, he developed hunting skills on animals, and then he uses them, unfortunately, on human beings. So he stalked down this poor young woman near a mountain tract outside of Yuznagash um, along the rural path. He snuck up behind this woman, dragged her aside, oh, sexually assaulted her while simultaneously slitting her throat while, uh, with a knife. He began to drink her blood. And while this is all happening, a bus had drove le- uh, slowly driven by, so he was able to crouch next beside her, her body, and kind of stay hidden. And he got cold for a minute, boo-fucking-who, and literally warms his hands on her as she's, like, dying, and this bus is driving by. And eventually, when the bus had, you know, went out of sight, he then proceeded to... <sighs> <laughs> strip her bare and then used his knife to skin her breast, take out her ovaries, separated her pelvis from her hips, and then place the body parts in a backpack to take them back home with him. Oh my god. Oh my, I know. Uh, that was harder for me to say than it was for you to listen, I promise. That was way worse than I ever would have expected it to be. Um, it, it's really dark. Oh, it's not even done yet. So when he had returned home, he would melt in... Uh, he would melt the fat to fry. He would grill her flesh, and then he would pickle any leftover parts he didn't use. Ew. Pickle like. He really said, uh, save them for later. Yeah. I, uh, 
<laughs> I can't, I can't, my mind does not go this far, so it's just like... We're laughing because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we are, because I... Oh my god. It's terrible. So... That's terrifying. I can't even imagine. Wow. Uh, and so, Jimmy Galiev had truly lucked out, because when the body was later found on the side of the path where he killed her, police had opened an investigation but found no leads from the grisly scene. So, over the next few months, Nikolai, or sorry, Nikolai, would commit five or six more murders, cannibalizing every single one of these victims and storing their parts in a fridge. Why is he not being talked about more than Jeffrey Dahmer? Isn't that crazy? I've never heard of this I never heard of this case until my friend told me. I'm like, oh my god. He's like (laughs) so much worse. It's it's truly horrific, guys. It really is. And it's not even close to done yet. So strap in. I mean, honestly, Jeffrey Dahmer was really bad, too. But, like, this is, like, equivalent, if not worse. (sighs) Yeah. Like, it's, like, the same concept, almost, Just wait till you figure out... Were they not active at the same time, too? Um, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah, they're similarly... similar timeline. Yeah, they're around at the same time. And... uh, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. Wait till you see what this man does. So, throughout the time, he was ironically working as a firefighter, which... Okay, you're saving people. I was just about to say that. Saving people, but also killing them in your free time. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of those are women, so I don't understand that logic, but okay. He has his morals. uh, I guess so. Apparently. Uh, Fucking dickhead. Oh my gosh. Oof. And on August 21st of 1979, an incident had occurred while out with a colleague, another firefighter, and it was a drunken fight between the both. And. Unfortunately, which resulted in Jimmy Galeoff shooting and killing his co-worker and was arrested for manslaughter. So As he should. As he should have been, yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't found guilty. Why? <laughs> After the court found the shooting to be a mis- uh well the cup sorry, I'll rephrase that. The court had found the shooting to be a mistake and he had also been diagnosed with schizophrenia by Moscow's Serbesky Institute. So... How is that considered a mistake? They were literally fighting and then he shot him. Where's the mistake? Schizophrenic or not? Yeah, thank you. I'm kinda saying the same thing and it's gonna get Really irritating in a minute, too, so... Oh, God. <laughs> Jimmy Galiaf was in a, uh, released from police custody after being, quote-unquote, treated with, you know, uh, schizophrenia, and went to use an uh, oxed, where he hunted down and killed three more women. Hmm. Not surprising if we're going to let a killer go, but yeah. okay. And this asswipe somehow manages to make friends after being released from custody and severs these women's meat and feeds them to his friends at cookouts. So, yeah, it could get worse. <laughs> imagine his friends finding that out. That's really... Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it gets worse. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> So, in December of 1981, Jimmy Galeyev had hosted a dinner party with his friends one night. Several of his friends had come in with their girlfriends, and it was just a splendid night. But, unfortunately, one person would not make it out alive. Shortly after guests arrived, he had offered them drinks to get comfy while he pulls aside one of the women that attended the party for a private conversation, quote-unquote. 
Now, not a ton to go off of on this by who the woman was, because I just honestly didn't find a ton of information on it. But we, um, but he had managed to get them in a room alone, and only a couple door, uh, only a couple doors down from where his guests were. Then, you know, at this woman's, you know, vulnerability, had grabbed an axe and struck the woman with the axe and began to dismember her body right then and there. And this would be his ninth documented murder. With his friends in the next room. His friends are right next door, guys. And they didn't hear anything? Nope. But here's the thing. Eventually, the cast began growing worried of what the two were talking about so long. And they walked down the hallway to the room where they both were and peeked in to see a horrific view of Jimmy Galiop hacking away at a woman's body. Reasonably, the guests quietly fled in fear and called the cops as soon as they left the house. He was uh, so tranced with murdering this poor woman uh, that no one even, he didn't even realize that his friends saw this. And so that is kind of why he didn't even make any, you know, fleas at the time. So the police did show up and they had seen the blood spatter room that was wall to wall. They also saw the unfortunate battered remains of this woman. And unfortunately, they also had seen a nude Jimmy Galiov covered in blood kneeling over the hacked corpse. Mm. So the set of police officers that had shown up first were taken so aback that this uh, by the scene that they managed to not even keep a close eye on Nicoli, which he flees the murder scene while still naked and hides out near in nearby mountains. And that's when a 24-hour manhunt began. I hope they found him. Hmm. Well, on December 19th, 1980, only one day later, Jumagaliov had been found hiding out at his cousin's house, which was not too far from his own house, and both were arrested, which, I'm sorry, I didn't find much about the cousin, but why the hell would you keep your cousin in a house after you knew that he killed somebody? I'm glad that the cousin got arrested, too, because I'm sorry, but if my cousin's murdering somebody... I am not letting them stay with me. Listen, I love my family, but I can't yeah. help y'all. I'm y'all actually, are on your own. Oof. I'd be creeped out in the first place, coming in, trust bloody and naked. Oh, I'd God. be like, uh, no, you've got the wrong house. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he did confess to all of the murders of these women while in custody and had to add that they were sex workers, as if that is the problem here, and wanted to quote that he wanted to rid the world of them. And then one year later, the trial starts. On December 3rd of 1981, Nikolai Galiov was charged with murders he was suspected of doing, but the previous diagnosis of schizophrenia had saved him from being found guilty. Why? <laughs> I don't under, Okay, if anyone knows why the hell you would go and live in Soviet Union and not be, you know, charged for murder, instead be, I don't know, given a diagnosis of schizophrenia instead. How is schizophrenia literally like, they're like, oh no, he has schizophrenia. Like, That's literally fine. what they're doing. Like he murdered nine people. And there's more here than what I could find, but I just question if. I, just, I don't know. I just question if. Something is more here at work than just the feds or whatever, because you guys are, oh, oh. <laughs> the way this man, oh, let me just finish the story. I'm like rubbing my temples right now. It's stressing <laughs> me out, people. Well, it doesn't end there. Oh my God, of course it doesn't. <laughs> 
the courts had instead put him in a prison, uh, instead of a prison, sorry, they put him in a closed mental hospital. As they should. In Tashkent. As they should. Mm-hmm. But in 1989, eight years later, Jumagaliyev was... Don't, don't tell me that they let him out. <laughs> don't tell me that they let him out. Jumagaliyev was put uh, put in a request to be transferred to a different facility and to receive further treatment. It's not that bad. Okay. I guess. (laughs) But on August 29th, 1889, his request had been granted, and while he was being transferred by car to the new facility, he manages to escape. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Now, no idea what happens in this minute of high alert, because, I mean, come on. You guys are supposed to be watching this man, and he just, quote-unquote, vanishes into thin air, by the way. Not once, but twice this man is like Harry Houdini and just (laughs) vanishes because the police are, like, not paying attention. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy. And now, sources say that he wandered around the USSR for years, committing a series of murders in Moscow and Kazakhstan. Years? And he also tricked officials for a while. <laughs> he was not direct uh, with a friend he had made um, during these years about what he was up to, but he asked the friend to send a letter from Moscow to a family member in Bishek. So when the family member received the letter, it was marked from Moscow, and police would think that he could track, they could track him down in Moscow or Bishek, um, even though he wasn't really there. So I couldn't find the entire letter but i did find a little piece of it at the end and it says quote now i will return soon there are a lot of beautiful women here no one will notice their loss unquote that's so messed up that's so uh that's so scary now crazy enough this man went on to live his life for years before getting caught and it was um honestly it was kind of on its own terms on April of 1991, Nikoli knew that he was still being tracked, so he willingly um, ended his escape by staging a theft of stealing sheep. He knew that he would eventually be captured if he didn't do something, so he pretty much wanted to be in prison for a petty theft in for, is it for Ghana? Ghana, Uzbekistan, which is the city where no one knew him or his crimes. So he figured that he would get this small sentence and then he would kind of just get the Moscow police off his back, which, I mean, that's kind of smart, I guess, if you think about it. No, it doesn't really make sense to me because, I mean, then he's found. Well, I guess... Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess that's not like, even moral smart. Like, the story. I guess in my mind... I guess... They it, can still... Put him away for those previous crimes. The previous just, crimes. Like, send his sentence. I know? guess in my mind, I was thinking if they're gonna catch him in another like country, they don't know of his crimes. Therefore, if he's did a petty theft, he would be locked away for a certain amount of years instead of being locked away forever. But I guess that's his state of mind. I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. But obviously, <laughs> this man is off his rocker. It so. didn't make sense to anyone else because he, unfortunately. <laughs> had his plan fall through during the uh, interrogation when he couldn't explain why he was making his way through the Soviet Union stealing sheep. So they eventually found enough information on this guy and got in contact with the Moscow colonel, Yuri Dubikin, who also previously caught him, and he returned him back to the psychiatric hospital in Kazakhstan. Sorry, I can't speak. 
So, I mean, you're kind of right. So it didn't clearly, make sense. <laughs> this man is stupid. Yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not the... For him to escape so many times, I question it, but I guess he's not as smart as he might see he is. And there was three separate times that this fool was institutionalized, so it makes sense, I guess, in that, in that degree. And the third time he asked to be given the death penalty, which the institution actually denied, which... Why? <laughs> well, okay, hear me out. I'm not actually against that, though, because if this man is going to just take the easy way out, then fuck True, him. let this man suffer. Let him suffer for the rest of his life being institutionalized. Like, bitch, no, we don't just get to take the easy way out. He does deserve to die, though. He does, though. I- I'm not going to lie. He doesn't deserve to be on this earth. No. These poor women. And then in 2014, he had been charged with the 1990 murder of a unidentified female in October. He was found attached to, and it said that he is now held in a high security clinic in Actus and the Soviet Union, where he is also working as a repairman. 2014? Yeah, How it's really old recent. Is this man now? Uh, I want to say he has to be like in his 60s or 70s now. Wow. Mm-hmm. You guys can do the math. Um, <laughs> We're not good at math. I'm not going to do the math. Uh, and now, here's the crazy part. <laughs> this is the craziest part to me. So, more recently, in January of 2016, when we started swirling on Facebook and WhatsApp that Nikoli Jumigaliov had escaped... Yeah, I know. Why WhatsApp? I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's funny. <laughs> I don't even know really why how that WhatsApp? app works, but I know that it's, it's a like direct a message texting app. Texting app. Like, why is it? I think what up? was is that there was someone who was sending messages to other people that they knew, and it's kind of starting there. So I think that's why they were that's referencing. So random. Why not like Twitter? Yeah. Who knows? Oh god. Okay. Um, but it started, you know, rumors started swirling around that he had escaped the psychiatric hospital again and had murdered a woman on New Year's Eve. Now, the UK and Australian tabloids ate this up and it kind of helped them track down the person who did this and put out these allegations, which actually, ironically, was a woman that lived in his hometown of Kazakhstan. The concerning part, though, is that... Mm, the hospital never denied these claims. <laughs> and over re- uh, recent years, many news outlets have made attempts to confirm the whereabouts um, of J- uh, Jumagaliov, but no one yet has confirmed it. And it's the fact that we don't know if he's actually being held in a psychiatric hospital or if they haven't said anything to the public about this yet, making his whereabouts today a mystery what (laughs) this what (laughs) i know i know so yeah i don't even know how to go from that this story just kind of it, it put me through the ringer and the crazier part too to me is that if he was missing from a hospital it would not be super surprising because there have been multiple times when he was deemed quote-unquote cured and the hospital would give him freedoms he probably should not have had but no one really knows so i can't really speak for that hospital but i hope that he is locked away and working as his repairman work so <laughs> i i hope he's dead moral of the story is Women can't have shit. 
I wrote it down. Too. Oh, you did. Oh my god, I was like, what is that? <laughs> I typed it halfway through the story as he was telling it. Women can't have shit. You're very correct about that. I am so sorry, everybody, for that. That very... I'm stressed. This man might just be like an old man just living his life. He's living his life and it's not even in a prison, which I think he should be in, but more so a psychiatric ward or just roaming free. So he should be in an Alcatraz. Yeah, he should be. If that was still if that was still running, oh my god. That there's so many people I could point out. Worst. And he would be one of them. It's just crazy to me because there's pictures of him and he does kind of look scary. I should show you some pictures. Ugh. What was the part about this man looking attractive? Because he does not look attractive. He is not. Girl, he looks really questionable. Girl, he looks crazy as hell. Oh my god. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, no. Uh, no. He looks like he'd do some weird stuff. That's the kind of shit that will haunt me in my dreams. I'm not gonna lie. It's not my dreams, my nightmares, more or less. So, woof. Woof, woof, woof. But the good thing is, <laughs> next episode, we'll bring it we'll bring it up a little more. We'll try to make it a little more less, I guess, horrific and more spooky. So I think we guys kind of deserve that by now. Not going to lie. So it's okay. All right. Not really sure how to end this one off, um, considering <laughs> that was a really messed up story. Um, Sorry, guys. <laughs> so I guess we're just going to end it here. Some ways to reach us are going to include Instagram at when the light underscore goes out. Um, and then our personal Instagrams are at this is Kendall Hudson and at Brianna underscore Doyen. Um, our Facebook is when the lights go out. Twitter is WTLGO podcast. And our email is going to be WTLGO inquiries at gmail.com. Um, feel free to DM, comment, or email any stories you have and would like for us to share. Um, paranormal, etc. Any request um, because we would like to do future listeners stories as well. Um, thank you guys so much for supporting and listening to today's really messed up story. Um, <laughs> we appreciate it and we are excited to catch you in the next one. Um, hopefully it will not be as messed up as this one. Not even close, I promise. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> well, thank you guys. We love you so much and we will see you when the light goes out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bye! Ha <laughs> ha